0: Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sister! I'm Christy Brower, and I am here by myself tonight. Katie is off being a softball mom, and I'll give you a little update about how that's all going here in a few minutes, but I just wanted to say welcome. This is our Wednesday night case update show, and so we always like to come in and share what's been going on since the last time we were here. Lots of updates in the true crime world. Lots of weird stuff going on, you guys. And I know we say that a lot. But um, there really is some strange stuff happening this week. But I thought first I would give you the softball update because we usually get that. So this week, Katie's daughter is playing Um, sort of a, it's a tournament that's like pre-regionals. Like the teams that... That do the best the first and second teams go to regionals they're now post-season and uh they are playing i think right about now for the championship so they're either going to regionals in first or second place which i think is really amazing now over the weekend katie's daughter hit three home runs in one day two games she hit a grand slam, which means the bases were loaded. She hit a just a regular home run. And then she hit what's called a walk-off home run. And it's a walk-off because it scored the point that won the game. Now, yesterday, she hit a walk-off single that RBI'd the point that won the game as well. And she has won player of the week in her conference. So she's doing amazing. And that's why Katie's not here tonight Is she's out watching the games and it's killing me to not be there, but they're like, I don't know, nine, 10 hours away from me right now. Uh, but we're just thrilled. So has she hit for the cycle? Cami? I don't know what that means. Help me out here. Softball is going, yes, you're right, softball is going great. She is very good, yes. Uh, welcome, Barbara, Renee, Fran, Cami, RJ, uh, let's see, Elizabeth, Jessica, L. Anders, and J.R. Welcome, welcome. It's nice to have you all here. So, yes, if you're just joining, the update is that Katie's daughter is kicking butt and taking names in softball, and so is her team. They're doing very well. So they will be going to regionals, which means I may be doing a few more of these shows by myself when she's off uh, cheering her daughter on. So she sends me the updates because I got to stay home and do the podcast so that she can go. But yeah, really. How old is she? She is 19. This is her freshman year in college. Uh, Let's see. Oh, hits a single, a double, a triple, and a home run in one game. Uh, Yeah, I do think she has done that, actually. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Nine hours is a long ways, especially in the middle of the week. It is. So, um, yes, I am all better from the pancreatitis. Doing much better. Happy, happy to be here. So, um, JR, do I know who Naomi Judd is? Is that what you're asking? Um, Clarify your question, JR. because I wasn't sure. We can talk about Naomi Judd if you want to. All right, but let's get into all of these updates. (laughs) Thank you, Jessica. I will do my very best. I have hosted my very own show before, but it is weird to be here alone when I'm used to having a co-host. You know, it is kind of strange. I have to do all the talking. Yes. So very sad about Naomi Judd. It is. It's terrible. It's very, very sad. Uh, But let me tell you something really interesting. (laughs) Lori is going to fry like bacon. We're going to get there. Um, Let's talk, though, about Adventures with Purpose. So we had a show this week where we talked about Adventures with Purpose. And they are an underwater search and rescue team that has just been solving missing persons cases right and left. They've solved, well, we're going to, we said 21. Now we're going to say 22. Little did we know, the same week that we did a show about them, they were actually here in Idaho Falls, where I live, searching for a young man named Jed Hall. Um, yeah, we can talk about tomorrow's show, sure. Uh, so Jed Hall is a young man who went missing in 2018. And he did indicate that he may be going off to take his own life. He's been missing ever since. And his car was never found. Like, he just vanished. And Adventures with Purpose came a couple of days ago. And they found him in his car. Well, they haven't confirmed it's him in the car, but it is the assumption at this point that it is. They found him in 20 minutes, you guys. 20 minutes. He's been missing for four years. Now, let me tell you, this pisses me off. This is on the Snake River right here. The Snake River runs right through the center of um, our town. And there's a place called uh, John's Hole. And John's Hole is a, a big, deep hole where people fish. There's a boat ramp there. It is known to be a place that sometimes people... Drive into the water. Unfortunately, apparently Jed's cell phone's last ping was right there at Johns Hole, right next to the Snake River, and his car was literally just slightly south of the uh, of the boat ramp there. And, you know, you're right, Kami, It it is good that his family now at least knows where he is and what's happened. And it's amazing that they did this work. But I got to say, what the hell, Idaho Falls PD, if you had a ping right there, why didn't they send somebody down? They don't have a dive team. I know that. There are dive teams, however, that could have been called maybe four years ago instead of, you know, letting um, Jed's family just be tortured the way that they have been, unknow- not knowing where he is. Um. So it's it's good news and bad news. It's sad as heck. And it makes me angry that they had to wait that long, but very, very grateful to Adventures with Purpose. And so funny that they were here. This week, you know, just as we were talking about them. And then, you know, they've now found their 22nd missing person since 2019. Isn't that amazing? Now, I will say that this part of the river is very fast and very deep. And there are a lot of undercurrents. And it's not necessarily a super safe thing to go in there. But man, if this... If his cell phone pinged right there, then they had to have known he was in the river. I mean, it's just, this is a place here where, you know, everybody's got those places. There's a bridge here that's, that's a well-known place for taking your own life as well. And, you know, I just don't get it, I guess. Like, did he not matter enough Does his family, not matter enough to uh, put the uh, resources in to find him before now? I don't know. Something to think about. But we are very grateful to adventures with purpose that they came and they found Jed's car and likely Jed's body and his family can um you know lay him to rest you know really maybe you know I don't know how uh Jed Jed was 16 you guys he was a kid he was 16 when when he drove into the r- the river um, but yes, Paula, it was a total coincidence. I know. Crazy. Maybe we're psychic. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> but I, I am grateful for his family that at least they know where he is now. So let's uh, move on to, yikes, uh, Vicki White and Casey White. So we did a show on them this week also which this is the uh, Vicki White is a prison officer and she and prisoner Casey White are appear to be on the run. And there's a little more information out there. Now the police know now that they in fact did have what they are deeming a special relationship. And they are most definitely on the run together. They have now got a witness who saw them together in a car. Um, It was either a red car or a gold car. And they were in, let's see, somewhere in Alabama. Rogersville. Well, no, that's where they escaped from. Anyway, they were seen in Alabama on Friday. So (laughs) they don't believe they're in Alabama anymore. Yeah, I I wouldn't think so, um, considering... That it is now Wednesday. They've increased the award, the reward for information about their whereabouts, from ten thousand dollars to fifteen thousand dollars. I gotta say, this is uh, pretty chancy. But yeah, she did. She threw her life away running away with this guy. And oh, is Facebook freezing? Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, <laughs> Jessica, I yes, I agree. Jessica says, I think she will end up dead if she is not found soon. Yes. You guys, Casey White was in prison for 75 years and facing first-degree murder charges. The dude has absolutely nothing to lose. And so, you know, she may have thought they were in love, but is that really what... um, Is that really uh, what he thinks? Because I doubt it. I mean, it was a convenient situation to get him out of prison because he is never was never getting out of prison. You know, 75 years plus awaiting trial on a first degree murder charge that he confessed to. He sent a letter to the police outlining how he murdered this woman. So he was not getting out. Oh, Paula. I expected them to be found within 15 minutes of your show airing because that's just how you roll. It is true. It has happened to us so many times. Yes, Cammie, she just sold her house. And the day on Friday when they went on the run was her last day at work because she had decided to retire. So this whole thing was a setup from day one. And that is so scary. Yeah, I, I'm very worried for her. She is going to have. Huge consequences if she's ever caught or if she survives this. Yeah, Elizabeth, she had 90K from the sale of her house. Yeah. So, you know, what a sweet deal for him. He's got this woman with a stack of money who's willing to break him out of prison. Yeah, she must have been very vulnerable. I agree. She had to have been really, really vulnerable to get sucked into this situation. Yeah. I know you're right Jessica it is easier to run alone than than to have two people and you know I mean people are really looking for her I mean they're looking for him too but right why you're right Cammy why didn't anybody at the prison see warning signs here i it's very concerning that that nobody knew but yeah, I agree. I it, it's, it doesn't look good for her. I mean, if she's even still alive now, there's no way that this whole thing was done because of a whirlwind romance. This guy is a dangerous criminal. He's a murderer. He just wanted out. And she gave him the way out. And I just, it is real sad. I it, It's very sad, but it's also real scary. She had been exemplary as an employee or supposedly that's what they're saying but they might just be saying that too she did have 25 years working in the prison that's a long time but that is um <laughs> jr jr says she looks like the tiger king and he's a giant yes he is he's six nine is that what we decided uh anyway, he's huge or seven nine he's gigantic anyway. I'm not looking at anything that has his hide on it right at the moment, but, yeah, it's a sad one, but they're still looking for her and him, and hopefully I hope they find them in time to save her life at least that she doesn't become another of his victims because I'm kind of looking that way. uh, let's see right, right. Why didn't anyone say anything, and it is true that it is probably because she was high up. And so nobody wanted to squeal on their boss because, you know, um I mean, what she did when she took him out that day was totally against protocol. It was totally against the rules for her to take him out alone. That's never, ever supposed to happen. And so, yeah, that was a bad thing. Was, the whole thing's a bad thing, but I just hope it doesn't result in her murder because that is, yeah, it is sad for her family, her coworkers, people who have known her forever, you know, i, I it's got to be shocking. Right. If they're in Alabama, they aren't too smart. You are right, cranky. Yeah. Oh. Her paperwork didn't get finalized, which is good to know. Her pa- as in her retirement paperwork is that what you're talking about, Fran? Um yeah, that they've been having relations since 2020. And she was visiting him in the state pen. Yeah, it's it it is getting worse by the day. And there's more and more, you know, it's very clearly not a case of some kind of. um, You know, manipulation or um, kidnapping or something like that, like she was in on it from the beginning. If they're not out of the country, I would be surprised. They'd have had a big head start. They had six hours before anybody even knew they were missing. And now it's Wednesday. They've been gone for five days, you guys. You can get a lot of places in five days. Yeah. Yeah. They hit Florida or Texas and moved out of the country. That's what I think is that they were heading down to the Mexico border to try to get through there. Because it doesn't take much to go into Mexico. It's harder to come back out into the U.S. So I don't know. So we'll see, we'll keep an eye on it and we will let you know when more things happen. But dang, scary, scary situation. In other very weird news, Lake Mead in Nevada is at one of its lowest levels ever. Um because well, here in the west, we're back in drought land, you know, we're very much in um in drought here in Idaho as well and you know Nevada is in rough shape and so Lake Mead is super low and they've already found a body that has turned up in Lake Mead because it was so low this body was in a barrel and based on like the clothing and stuff that was in it um they think this body was probably from the 80s maybe the late 70s Here's the thing about Lake Mead. It's not very far from Las Vegas and it's long been thought to think, to, to it's long been thought that um, mob hits from Las Vegas were getting dumped in Lake Mead. And so they are expecting that there will be more bodies. They're going to have, as the lake continues to drop, that they're going to find more murder victims is awful and weird and interesting you know they might be able to solve a bunch of unsolved deaths but they really are expecting that this is just the first of many bodies that they're going to find yeah maybe they'll finally find Hoffa right is Jimmy Hoffa in Lake Mead is that where he's been this whole damn time (laughs) yeah very interesting so we're going to be keeping a close eye on that because yikes Okay. So let's get, somebody said something about the Girl Scout murders. I, I'm not sure I know what that is. So if you want to tell me in the, um, in the comments, that would be great. I didn't know there was an update cause I'm not sure what that case is, but share it with me. I'd be happy to know, look into it more, but let's talk about, um, Lori and Chad Daybell. I mean, cause don't we always have to talk about them? So, first of all, good news. Uh, The judge said no to dropping all charges against Chad. That's if anyone was really expecting that. But that was a hearing that happened. And so he did come back with a ruling that Chad, in fact, will continue to face all of his murder and conspiracy to commit murder charges. So, good news. Um, Then we have the ruling on... How? No, Gillian has not been sentenced yet. That's in June, Gillian Maxwell. So then we have the um, question about, are we going to bring a jury here and sequester them here? Or are we going to move the whole everything to Ada County, which is Boise, Idaho, which is this five hours away? And the judge is moving everything. Everything is going to happen in Boise. I have to tell you, I am surprised. I really thought that the uh, cost, because he's been very frugal, it's one of the reasons why he won't sever the cases and won't sever, you know, the two defendants' trials. And so I find it really interesting that he is moving the entire trial to Boise. Now that's kind of crappy news for us because we won't be able to go be in the courtroom. So we're hoping there will still be live stream. We don't know. So we will see how that goes. But the whole kit and caboodle is happening in Ada County in Boise, Idaho. Yes, Cami, And that is the next big question. Is Lori going to get her speedy trial? So the prosecutor has filed a request to extend Lori's trial so that it will match trial dates with Chad's. Because we have this situation here that um, that, uh, Chad did not ask for a speedy trial. He waived his right to a speedy trial. So the trial is set to begin in January of 2023. Now we have Lori who, when she came out of the hospital and was arraigned, did not waive her right to a speedy trial. Now the prosecutor is alleging that basically that's a backdoor way of trying to get these cases Severed, which it might be. Um, so the they are requesting that because of all of the strange circumstances in this case, that Lori's trial be extended until January, so that they can be held at the same time. I mean, the judge has not severed these cases, so they can't try them at two different times unless he changes his ruling. But I don't really think he will. So I. I feel like he will extend her trial so that those times those dates will match up and i I feel like just reading through the brief that there's pretty good justification for that, and that this isn't anybody's attempt at violating her rights um but because of the circumstances around her being incompetent for almost a year, you know, mess things up time wise. So I think it's pretty likely that that's going to be granted and that it will start in Boise in um. January. Uh, Maybe Boise is better because of their infrastructure. Oh, yeah. Boise is way better. Boise is the capital. It's the biggest city in the state. It is a zillion times bigger than St. Anthony, Idaho. Um, You would die laughing if you were from here and you knew the difference between them. It's, It's a much bigger place and definitely has better infrastructure to handle his case and the media that's going to be involved and all of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, in that respect, yes, it is better. Um, also, the jurors who will likely be sequestered in Boise, at least will be sequestered in their own town and not five hours from home. So should be interesting to see what happens. Um. Yes, Judge Boyce will still be the judge. Moving it will not change that. He will continue to be the judge over the case. The prosecutors will stay the same. Everything will stay the same. It will just all be moved to Boise, which is kind of a big deal. It's a long ways from here. Right, right. Yeah, you're right, Cranky. It is, it is a big deal, like catered food for the jury. And if the jury is from there, no motels needed. Well, they're going to be sequestered either way. So they may still be in a motel, even if they're in, you know, even though they're going to be in Boise. Yeah, it will bring income to the city for sure. And, you know, I mean, whatever. What we want is we want fair, complete trials for both of these people. So there's never a question. Uh, There are more people living in the city of Boise than in all L. Fremont County. Oh, yes. A hundred times over, probably. Yeah, it's it's a much, much bigger place. So, you know, either way, they're getting tried. They're going to get their comeuppance. And so we will see. Um, the two of them will get a great treat in Ada County Jail. Oh, won't they, though? Because the Ada County Jail is way, way bigger than anything they have ever seen in their time in jail because they are in these tiny little jails. Ada County is a big jail. So it'll be a lot different for them for sure. Um, You know, we have heard some rumors that Nate Eaton was at CrimeCon. CrimeCon is this week. Obviously we are not there. Uh, That will come, I'm sure, but it wasn't going to happen this year. Um, But he has been sort of alluding That there's there's a rumor going around that Chad is about to flip on Lori. We're not sure where that rumor is coming from, but we are keeping our ears to the ground and talking to our sources. And as soon as we know anything about that, we will let you know. We've we've been predicting that for quite a while. Um that he is much more likely to be the one to flip and the fact that he's the one that applied to sever the trials and you know i mean there's a lot of stuff there that really does indicate that that is where he's going you know that it's likely that he will take a deal and flip on her so as soon as we hear more we will let you know uh Cammy, i wonder if they'll be segregated or will they be um out in general population well they have chad has been segregated And Lori has been in in a pod that didn't have that was kind of a reduced population. So it's possible because they're well known, their names are well known. And people did not, you know, they don't like um, child killers in jail. So they may have to just for their notoriety. There's going to be a lot of extra security in this situation because there's been so much coverage of this case and their names and faces are so well known. Yeah. How is he going to flip? Oh yeah. He'll turn on her. I mean, in cases like this, this is what they do. They're trying to get one defendant to tell what's happened and flip on the other one. And we've long thought that it would be Chad because Lori has remained much more loyal Um, and is, continues to be more, um, delusional around the whole thing. I think Chad would be too arrogant to flip. Well, you know, he is facing the death penalty. He has six charges that can get him the death penalty. So yeah. Um, is he going to say she killed her kids and buried them? No, no. Here's the deal. If he flips on her, it's not that he gets off it's that he gets a reduced sentence in exchange for his testimony against her that's what we're that's what we're talking about so uh you know he might try to say that but basically what they would be trying to do is to get him to to talk and hopefully um you know testify against her yep yeah so we'll see there's so much still to happen. Um, let's see. I'm just gonna see you guys are all everyone's up in arms about this. I know it's a big deal. All of this is a big deal. He is um desperate because she is now out of the hospital and things are moving forward, right? Things have been very slow. You know, this wasn't, I, I would imagine this didn't feel quite as real as it does now, that they are both out, because the other thing that came out is they are in fact seeking the death penalty against Lori for those cases. And so No question in his mind now. This is really happening, you know. When things were slowed down because she was in the hospital, it may have not felt quite as real. But I'll bet it feels really damn real now. Yes, she does still want to be referred to as Mrs. Daybell. And that is interesting, isn't it? Because um, Chad's attorney loves to call her Ms. Vallow. That's one of his... Things, you know, sort of trying to, you know, separate Chad from Lori. Yeah. Let's see. Yes, they had 60 days Moonbeam and they did. It just came out um, yesterday or the day before that. Yes, they are seeking the death penalty against Lori. Just the same. Uh, She was the mastermind behind it all. You know, I think Chad was the mastermind behind it all. Um, but I think that she amplified him, you know, they, these are two psychopaths that when they came together, they, they created a nuclear explosion in their lives, right? It will never be the whole truth, right? To try to make himself look better. Definitely. Um, we're never going to get the full truth out of either one of them. I'm sure. Well, how much of a reduced sentence? Well, likely he will avoid the death penalty. If he flips on her, that's probably what they're looking to do is just to keep him from getting the death penalty. Yeah, they were like gas in a match, Cranky. I agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, we're not talking like, oh, he's going to get off. It's it's more like, oh, we won't sink the death penalty against you. You know, and 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 they could. I don't know. You know, I mean, he's got so many charges against him. It's not like he's going to get out. But they could avoid the death penalty that way. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. JR, you think Chad will flip? Yeah. May not be sentenced to death because of her mental illness. It is possible. Um, Sometimes um, a mental illness will preclude the death penalty, but not always. So we'll see. There's just still so much to come, but it's, it's nice to see that things are finally moving forward. Like we're going to get resolution. Eventually it's going to actually happen in this case. And it has felt for a long time, like it wouldn't right. Polly, you're correct. They're going to blame Alex. They're going to say that he was the one who did it all. And he's conveniently dead, you know? Um. Uh does he have new charges in Arizona? No, Arizona has decided not to charge him. They are charging they they've they put out an intent to charge Lori, but we don't know if they will because um what she's charged with in Idaho is much bigger as far as the uh um severity of it and and sentence you know that she may get for the things she's done, so they may never actually charge her, but they have certainly acknowledged that they do believe there was a conspiracy between her and Alex to kill Charles Vallow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cammie says, I say, I put them both in general population with soaps on a rope. <laughs> well, it will be a huge, huge wake up call for them to go into jail in Ada County because it's such a bigger place. It's a much bigger jail and a lot rougher, I would imagine. Right. She does still have Arizona to face if she doesn't get the death penalty. But we don't know. You know, Arizona is basically just sitting back and waiting to see what happens in Idaho. So that is a lot, you guys. Um, Also, today would have been Tammy Daybell's 52nd birthday. Isn't that sad? She died in 2019. She would have been 52 today. Would have been 52 celebrating with her children and having Mother's Day this weekend with her kids. If it were not for these psychopaths, right? So it's good to remember those kinds of dates because it's important to remember that what this is all really about is justice for Tammy and Tylee and JJ and Charles. Maybe Joe. Maybe even Alex, because he's dead too. Um, yeah, pretty interesting. Just the way the whole thing is playing out now. We're going to really see, you know, the battle. But you're, yeah, you're right, GB. We can't forget the humans. We can't forget the people. That this is all because of Tammy and Tylee and JJ and Charles. Yeah, it's that's an important element of it. But now we know. That um, this is going to move forward, finally. So we will continue to keep an eye on things and be listening with our ears to the ground. If there's something coming up where there might be some kind of a plea deal coming. um, Because it, uh, I think it might be coming. So that is everything that I have for you tonight. We get through these quick when Katie and I aren't both here together to banter. (laughs) But a lot of interesting things happening. Now, I will be back tomorrow night for the Psychic Hour. And on the Psychic Hour, I have a very special guest, my friend, Dr. J.J. Kelly. J.J. is a psychologist. Uh, She talks, she teaches emotional intelligence. Kind of like I teach energy intelligence. A lot of the stuff that I talk about is what I call energy intelligence. So we have a lot in common. We teach a lot of the same information just through different means or with slightly different words and JJ is super fun she's hilarious and i've been wanting her to bring been wanting to bring her here on the show so that you guys could meet her for quite a while and it's finally worked out so I will be back uh oh where is katie she's softball she's at softball with her daughter uh, but i will be back tomorrow night at 7 pm mountain we are not going to do marching orders it would normally be Um marching orders, but we're not going to do that. We're going to uh do the emotional intelligence versus energy intelligence convo tomorrow instead. So please join us at 7 p.m. Mountain. We'll be here live on YouTube and Facebook, like always. And don't forget, you guys, to like, subscribe, share, comment. Go check out our Patreon. We have lots of extra content over there. If you join that, you get more content. Plus, it really helps to support us and to keep doing what uh, we are doing. So thank you all very much for being here. And you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Bye, everybody.